What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Thank God for Wrestling podcast. We missed you guys. After two scheduling conflicts, we are back. And today we are going to recap SummerSlam and also recap some of the big stuff that have happened in the past couple of weeks. I am co-host number one, CJ McClure. I'm co-host number two, Johnny King. We missed you guys, but Mr. King, what are your thoughts on Ricochet and Logan Paul? Bro, sneaky match of the night, I'm going to say. It was very entertaining, very fun. Logan Paul got the well-deserved W because he hasn't he hadn't won in a minute. Ricochet still proved what he could do. I don't think this will be the last that will be the last match between the two. But I just think that Logan Paul is a natural heel and he can just not only back himself up with his mic skills, but he can also wrestle too, bro. Like what he's been able to achieve and like the skill set he has, only being in WWE for what, like a year and a half, two years? It's honestly crazy. And then the whole like Samantha Irvin like uh thing they had going on made it even more like maybe even more invested. So yeah, good job to both of them. I agree with all that. And one of my notes though, just a bit of an observation I made was it wasn't a flippy match, but it was a physical match. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And yeah, everything that you just said, Logan continues to prove why he's good. Ricochet, we know how good Ricochet is in the ring. We've just talked about how he is on the mic. I like that Logan won because he hasn't won in a while. I also like how he won because he is a natural heel. And because he won dirty, I hope we see another match between them. Yeah, and I feel like this will help Ricochet become more respected, not only by like the fans, but by creative putting him in that that uh like position to help elevate the talent but also not be buried by a loss i think can show a lot right i was gonna say too just one of my bullet points is that uh ricochet's got the moves but he doesn't have the energy that was an observation that i made yeah you know, he, he he gets the reaction from the crowd from the moves that he does but he doesn't get a reaction from the crowd when he gives them a reaction you yeah. know like Cody can yell at the crowd and they all yell back and they're energetic. Ricochet doesn't have that yet. I think once he perfects his character, like Mike skills, like his character through like promos, he'll, he'll become much better. And like, I think maybe a heel turn for Ricochet might be what's needed just because I do feel like he will be able to make us like naturally, like not like him if he were to tap into that side and it may just be what he needs to just be able to be, be taken more serious by the uh, fans. If he did do that, I think you'd have to pull a Neville and he would have to kind of change his move set because heels typically don't do high flying moves and wow the crowd. Mm -hmm. And it might but, be like, if you take away all the crazy moves, the crazy that, he moves that he he'll be forced to like show what he actually has in the tank. That's true. Yeah. yeah, typically heel turns is what do for people. So maybe that's what he needs. But overall, great match, great start to open the show. Yeah. So we got Brock versus Cody, the rubber match. I do have some critiques about it. However, I think I called it best match of their feud. And I think they ended on a high note. Yeah, I was not going into this match with high expectations especially since it wasn't a stipulation but they shut everybody up saying and they proved that they didn't need a stipulation and although it was like the stereotypical like 
like uh like superhero comeback by Cody, it was kind of what Cody needed to help him get through the next like get to get to the next step of that his adversity adversity and chasing finishing the story but as always great performance by brock great selling by brock great storytelling from the both of them and it was just a it was a great match honestly yeah i mean what you just said the superior comeback i wrote down they took the rocky four approach every time cody got knocked down he got back up yep. and he just kept fighting got knocked down got back up and just he just he just kept going kept moving forward and he egged Brock on just a slight critique I have though, is when Cody used the steps, I'm like, okay, so <laughs> it was just no disqualification. Like yeah, everybody was talking about that. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know how they, that was like very AEW of them not to say anything, but honestly, they were like, if he doesn't use that, maybe it was kind of a thing. Like if he doesn't use the steps then he's not going to be able to defeat him. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. But um, and I had one more thing too was uh defending them. I think I know why they didn't do a stipulation because you already had a battle royal on the card. You had the MMA match, MMA mm-hmm. rules, and then you had tribal combat. Yeah, but honestly, bro, let's be honest. Scratch that MMA match. I will get to that and just give Cody and Brock stipulation because obviously that MMA. Match did not go as planned, but which we will get to that. But, but nonetheless, with the hands that they were dealt with just a normal match, best match, best match of their feud, and the handshake after the fact that that apparently that wasn't planned. I mean, that just goes to show that Brock has endorsed Cody. I mean, that was a great moment, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I have. But the battle royal, so. I did my best when taking notes to try and limit to four bullet points. Well, the Battle Royal was the first match I broke that rule. Um, but I have to say little things. I like the promo. Promo was kind of hype. Mm-hmm. I like seeing Randy Savage. I like I like seeing other people talk about Battle. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm actually a little excited for this now. And I think Waller and The Miz should be a tag team. Bro. I think that'd be perfect. You know what's crazy? My brother said the same thing. I mean, think about it. They're both heels. They both have their own talk shows. I think they'd be great together. Waller would learn a lot. Um, I hope we get some mini feuds from this Battle Royal. Granted, this the SummerSlam was two weeks ago, but I say that, or I did say that, because I just appreciated the storytelling in the match. I appreciated... You know, Cross costing AJ potentially the victory. I appreciate it. Like, you know, they're just Champa and Bronson Reed and Shin, you know, just their interactions. I appreciated all of that. Mm-hmm. And overall, the match was better than expected. And the other bullet point, yeah, right person won. That's, like, I, yeah. <laughs> bro, like, even though this literally didn't mean anything, it still meant everything. Like, they gave him the win, which they should have done. No one else should have won this. This match was specifically made for LA Knight to win because they should have gave him the U.S. title, but they didn't go that route. But he got the win, even though it doesn't mean anything. But he's now in a feud with The Miz that I'm hyped about, bro. Because, dude, that promo battle they had, it was great. bro. Those two going back and forth, and they're going to put on some bigger matches, I already know. But, yeah, man, the right guy won. Uh, I can't complain, you know? No, I mean, it, it, it was entertaining. It did its job. And 
And what you just said, well, a quick point I want to address is that I like it when matches mean something. And I was hoping that with this win, he was going to be put in the U.S. title picture, which I think he will eventually just based mm-hmm. off what happened on SmackDown recently. Yeah. But I am all in on this feud with The Miz. All in. So get this feud out of the way. Let's get some great promos. Let's let's get some just good matches. Eventually, he. I don't care if it's Ray. I don't care if it's Theory. I don't care if it's Santos Escobar. Give him the U.S. title eventually because it's going to build him up more credible. Then later down the road, he gets the world title run. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more patient and trying to be more optimistic because they clearly do see something with him, but they're taking their time. Yeah, yeah. They're not jumping the gun with it yet. Yeah, which I can't be mad about because I right. think, you know, they know what they're doing, bro. WWE, at the end of the day, as much as people want to critique them, as much as we critique their booking, they know what they're doing and they know what's yeah. best. So I'm not going to be mad about that. But what I will say, bro, people forget how good The Miz is. Like, they forget how good he is on the mic, bro. Like, they forget how good he, he is as as like a like an overall persona like that made me seeing that promo battle made me more hyped to see the Miz like revitalize himself and show people that he still got it more than I was excited to see LA Knight like just get a shot at a big feud like I'm hyped for I'm hyped for this bro I've said a lot in the past few episodes that Miz is in the giving back stage of his career and I've said that because he's only won one match this year alone but I mean Yes, put respect on Mrs. Name. He is a two-time Grand Slam champion. He's always been great on the mic. What you just said, he's going to revitalize himself. Maybe just returned a bit of like 2017 Miz when he was burning everybody on the mic. I'm going to say this though. Just I like to see I like to see both sides play both sides at times, play devil's advocate. Yes, Miz, you have you main event in WrestleMania. Well, guess what? So did Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> so make yeah, of that what you will people do be forgetting he did main event wrestlemania like when i think about it it doesn't even feel like he actually main evented it but he did so you know can't take it away from him but but and this is a separate conversation but that wrestlemania would have been remembered better and fondly if taker and triple h went on last instead of seeing him as and i stand by that I was like going really high and then coming down. Yes. Yeah. But anywho, I'm very excited for the feud. Right guy won the battle royal. Yep, yep, yep. So now we got the MMA match. Bro, brother, brother. I, I was texting my brother. Because, bro, the the promos they had for this, like the cinematic promos that they put together for this, made it seem like, bro, this is going to be match of the night. Like, they're going to actually beat each other up. And I texted my brother. He he texted me. He was like, I guess I'm going to take a nap for this match. And I was like, bro, don't. This might be sneaky match of the night because I was hyped for this. And he was like, bro, you're. it's not going to be good, bro. And I was like, no, no, no. I got faith in Shane and Ronda, especially since this might be Ronda's last match. I have faith that they're going to do something great. And the match started. And I was like, nah, this isn't it. And I thought it was going to get better, but, bro, it got worse, bro. It got worse. And I was just happy when the bell rung to end because I was like, this is not what anyone envisioned it was going to be. You know, and when they announced it was MMA rules, I was like, 
this is either going to be really cool, it's going to be really stupid, and there's no in between. <laughs> there's no in between, bro. And you know, one of my bullet points on my notes is if it's MMA rules, then why didn't you just do a fight pit match? Exactly, exactly, or at least take away the ropes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know, bro. I they had the yeah. chance to do fight pit, and they didn't capitalize. The only way I can defend WWE for this is maybe they just couldn't, I don't know, figure out how to have it and then lower it in the stadium. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of because there's probably more to that than we know. Yeah, for but, sure. I mean, I was a little excited for it initially because I like I like the face-offs. I, I love that in WWE. I love that in UFC when I watch occasionally. I like that. And, I mean, that kick was pretty, looked pretty real. I mean, it looked like it, it landed. But other than that, I mean, I was like, this was more WWE than it was MMA rules. Yeah, it just felt very awkward, bro. Like watching the match, I felt awkward. Like I felt secondhand awkwardness. <laughs> like I like I was like, dang, like and I and like I knew that Shane, like you could tell that Shane and Rhonda knew that it wasn't going as planned, like while while watching it. Yeah, I mean they obviously we kept advocating for a fight pit match, but they would have been better off just doing a normal match. Normal match, honestly, bro. Yeah, but Positive thing I gotta say is that the right person won. I'm glad. I'm glad Shane at least won. Yeah. Yeah. Now hopefully so, I mean, she gets you know a title run at some point. I, I I'm curious to see what they'll do with her and if she ever does have a feud with Rhea Ripley. I mean, because Raquel. I mean, we've been talking about a lot on on the pod, but I I can get down with Shayna versus Rhea. Same. Or maybe like a triple threat: Shayna, Raquel, and Rhea. That'd be crazy. That's true. It's true. So. Before we get to Drew versus Gunther real quick, I have to point this out. Mm -hmm. WWE clearly inflated the frick out of WrestleMania 23's capacity. Oh, yeah. I heard about that, too. Well, I didn't read I didn't read too much into that, but I say that because when they announced the capacity for SummerSlam, I don't even think it was at 60,000. Yeah, don't no, get me wrong. No. Still a lot of people, but I'm like, wait a minute. And again, I didn't even watch WWE at that time yet. I was five years old, four, when WrestleMania 23 happened. I started in 2010. But yeah. I've always heard WrestleMania 23 was like 80,000 people. And it looks like it was when, I, when I've when i seen clips of it. I'm like, you guys just stay inflating the numbers, yeah. don't you? I, I was literally, someone, one of the podcasts I watched, literally were talking about how WWE always inflates the numbers when they do like the when they do like ladies and gentlemen our attendance for tonight is they stay like boosting the numbers bro <laughs> that's but you i don't care what anybody says that's a vince thing yeah for sure 100 so i i have to point that out when they announce that they announce that but anyways we got drew versus gunther and right off the bat the promo was hype i wish that they would do the introductions for like IC title and US titles like they do for the world title, you know, like let them come out and then they're in the ring, have the lights and do it because the IC title is the most prestigious has been in a long time. And that's all thanks to Gunther. So like, let's treat it like a big fight feel, you know, which it was, but let's yeah. treat it more like a big fight feel. It's definitely and, just in the world heavyweight, bro. Right. I did not know it was the first time they ever faced one-on-one, -on -one, but it made, it made sense. Yeah. And um, I was a little disappointed with the crowd with this match. I felt like back at WrestleMania in the triple threat match at Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus, the crowd was just much more into it. 
But nonetheless, it was a hard-hitting banger, what we expected. I just personally was not a fan of the finish. Yeah. To me, the match was good. It wasn't anything over the top. It was just – the match was just expected. You know what I mean? Right. That's all it was. It was just – it was an expected match. But – yeah, I'm curious where we go for through uh, here. Well, I say that. We know it's going to happen. Uh, Gunther's going to defend against Gable. But yeah. I think Gable deserves to dethrone him. However, I don't know if Gunther's going to break the record by the time he gets the payback. No, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have Gunther win the first one. He'll break the record, and then they'll give it to Gable whenever they want after that. They'll probably fast line. Yeah. That's yeah. Then I can then I can definitely get down with that. Then G- Gable can beat Gunther twice, and that can really establish Gable as the next IC champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. So we got Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, and uh, I failed to mention this before we uh, go any further. Mister King beat me in a prediction, so we actually we tied six six in uh match predictions but you got the bonus prediction right with eos guys cash in so johnny won SummerSlam, beat me seven to six the balor versus seth rollins promo wasn't bad i there were i feel like there were better promos on this night at SummerSlam. i love the long-term storytelling with the seven mark that finn had and rollins's vest and just i i love the Seth throwing the vest at him, and then they just they brawl a little bit. Bro, the bell rings. It, that's actually crazy. Like Seth is that's that's crazy mind games, right? Like I'm wearing the same vest I wore when I broke your neck almost. Like that's crazy. But do you, do you expect anything less from Seth? We're talking about the same guy that wore Dusty right. Rhodes gear when he faced Cody and Hell Cell. Not enough people talked about that. That's even more <laughs> crazy, bro. Like what? Straight. Straight disrespectful. Like, that's crazy. But, and for me, this is the match of the night. And I'll be honest, I I really thought Finn was going to win. I really thought they were going to pull the trigger. And I, I, again, match of the night, good match. It was. I, this, I honestly enjoyed this match the most out of them all, but I was shocked. I, I really thought when Seth kicked out of the coup de gras, I was like, uh, and then when he curb stopped him on the briefcase, I was like, okay, so I'm calling it here. Because Seth won, they clearly have something else planned. I'm calling it right now. Main event of WrestleMania night one. Seth is dropping the world tighter to Gunther. Bro, I hope so. That's what should happen. Right. But, yeah, the match was, bro, the false finishes are crazy. Yeah, like I was literally like, there's no way they don't give it to Finn. Like they have to give it to Finn, but <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, they didn't. But the I, the finish was honestly perfect, especially like the cinematics of it. Like the camera, who the cameraman did a great job at capturing everybody's facial expressions at the end. Damien tried to yeah. give 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 Finn the uh, briefcase, but Seth ended up curve stomping him on it, and then you just see. Damien's face of just disappointment. Like you couldn't get like I would have got the job done basically. Like how could right. you I gave you gave you the key to win and you couldn't get it done? Right. Crazy. Yeah, I mean the, the match match was great. I was just I was shocked that Seth won, but 
when he did, I think that that's when it really cemented to me, like, okay, he's going to hold on to the title to WrestleMania. For sure. So. So next, we got Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca. And I'm just going to be honest. I'm a little bit of a hater on this one. This was the bathroom break match for me. I'm not saying it was a bad match. It definitely got better as it went along, for sure. I think the 450 spot was a cool spot. I actually like the miss spot where Charlotte had the figure eight and Asuka did that. Uh, I was a little surprised in the moment when Bianca won, but it was creative in the sense of because EO cashed in and she cashed in on Bianca, Bianca beat EO back in backlash. So we went full circle. Mm-hmm. So I that's, just that's like, really I just don't like that Asuka took the pin. Yeah, I I I, I hear you on that. I guess that just kind of goes to show that they never really thought highly of her right. this time. Like, bro, like just let Charlotte take the pin, but they're never gonna let that happen. Oh, Ric Flair's daughter, man. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. No, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to hate, but I mean, I've, I've already expressed my opinion of Charlotte on here. I mean, I, it's just the same old thing to me. I mean, Charlotte's accomplished a lot, put on great matches, but it's just Bailey changed, Becky changed, Sasha didn't really, but Sasha left. We all know why, but Charlotte has been the same thing over and over. So it's just, it's just been old to me. The same thing. Like her ring gear hasn't even changed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah. Right, but, oh, EO Sky getting the cash in. And he, and EO deserves it. Understand. She deserves it. She's so, so great. She's great. So I'm very excited to see where she's gonna go with this rain. All righty. Tribal combat. We were very excited for this leading up to it. So just kind of go chronologically. First things first. The promo was cinema. Loved it. Loved the strap back from Hell in a Cell. You know, loved the long-term storytelling there. Interference, interference, interference. What like it's like this is getting old. All right. It's getting old. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm getting tired of interference. I'm getting tired of the ref falling down. I'm getting tired of it, man. Like. Well, CJ, Roman's a heel. I understand that he's a heel. So is Gunther. Roman can defend or defend it clean once in a while, reminding us how dominant he is. So that just annoying to me. But with that being said, I love I love the storytelling and the tension between there's the tension between Solo and Roman. I love that. But interference is getting old. I wrote down why Jimmy why here, you know, at the time. And we'll, we're going to talk about that. Um, one thing I gotta point out <laughs> when they were fighting in the crowd, did you hear that fan go do it for Jimmy J? Ah, oh, that's crazy. I didn't hear that. <laughs> you didn't hear him. I, I heard him, and I mean, I was dying when I heard that. He, he said it again too because when Solo came and he goes, Solo, why? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was pretty funny, but overall. I thought it was good. It was just too slow. Bro, I have one word for this match. <laughs> overrated, bro. <laughs> overrated. Not even overrated. Anticlimactic. Like, this was probably the weakest out of all the big bloodline matches. But why like, do you think it was weak? Like, they, they hyped it up saying it's tribal combat, anything goes, no interferences. But then we get the interferences, and it's just like... Ooh. 
so none of the tribal combat rules matter anymore like 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 what are we doing like and it, it would be different if it was a different type of interference but it's the same old thing a ref like what we always like we get it, the same exact ref bump every single bloodline main event like does this not get old to creative like can they not think of anything, think else? Of anything else right and uh, i don't know bro i don't know bro I guess let me let me rephrase myself. I, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was a bad match. Yeah, it wasn't I just bad. I just thought it was slow. Like, you know, like Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa, you know, they put on a couple slow burners and they were good. But I would have preferred it, and I think it would have made more sense if like this match started slow and then picked up the pace mm-hmm. instead of just starting slow and slow and slow and interference and slow. You know, like I, I just didn't like the pace of it. And quite frankly, I think, I think the, I mean, this isn't even a hot take. I feel like this is honestly a fact. I mean, the Bloodline Civil War was better than this match. The pacing of that match was way better. Like, that's what it should have been like. Because the Bloodline Civil War started off a little slow, just a little bit, but it progressively got faster, you know, and at its climax. This didn't. But it is what it is. I mean, it was entertaining enough, at least for me. Um transitioning to jimmy real quick unless if you have any more thoughts nah it is what it is man <laughs> so I've, I've seen people online talk about jimmy being jealous should not be the reason and then jimmy said i'm trying to protect you from him so you want to become like him and i see merit in what jimmy was saying but i call bs on it that's not the reason that's not the main reason and for people to say it doesn't make any sense if that was Jimmy being jealous is the only reason he did that. Well, emotional decisions don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, making a decision out of envy and jealousy and bitterness, that's what it is. It's yeah. out of jealousy and bitterness. There's no logic behind it. You know, I mean, we already got it teased, you know, when it was revealed that Jimmy was the one that had a problem with Jay being the right hand man. It's it's going to be a rivalry between brothers. So I mean, that's my that's my argument for that. I mean, why Jimmy did that? Um, I think they're clearly going to hold it off to WrestleMania or at least one of their matches between Jay and Jimmy, bro. But it's like, how are you going to stretch this that long? Like, I, I agree with I agree with you, but I'm I'm willing to be patient. Yeah, me too. But it's it's just like I don't know, like. And then Paul Heyman said, "We're only in the bottom of the third. Like, huh? Like, like, bro, I thought we were about to end the game. Like, right. what else is there to do? Like, are we going to bring in more family members? Like, I don't know. I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see any of the elders, but then kind of thinking realistically, I'm like, well, they're old. Yeah, but Rikishi did, like, leak something, though. Did you see that? I saw he posted right before the match. Yeah, I think he, like, revealed that he's going to be involved in some capacity. Oh, I'm calling it right now. I mean, and this really isn't much of a prediction because they already said this in an interview. When Jay and Jimmy have their one-on-one match, whenever, or if it's at WrestleMania 2, like if they have more than one match, Rikishi's going to be there. Like Jay said in an interview that he wanted Rikishi to be the special guest referee. Bro, what if Jimmy and Jay main event night one and then Rock and Roman main event night two? Okay, that'd be pretty crazy, but you'd have to add a title to Jay or Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I would. It would have to be the Rock and Roman match, probably. Oh, facts. But 
And thinking about Jay and Jimmy and Mania, don't you think it's kind of crazy that and it's most likely going to happen? They're they're going to push out the Mania. How thirty years before we also had a brother versus brother with Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And Owen won that match. People often forget that. So maybe Jimmy will beat Jay. But Jimmy's the older brother. Oh, you're right. I was thinking because like Brett was more famous or more important, I guess, than right. Owen was. He actually was a world world champion. Yeah. I mean, but, but he uh, Jimmy is a world champion, so true. Yeah. But let's see, we'll pull up the points here. Yeah, so Jay leaving WWE. I've seen people talk about how he's going to AEW. No, he's not. Bro, it's a work, bro. It's just... It is, 100%. Something to keep our minds turning until they want to pick the story back up. That's all, bro. However, just talking about hypotheticals, you know, we talked about dream matches the last episode. If they did decide to slightly open the forbidden door and just have Jay just do his thing a little bit and AEW, that would be pretty cool. I think it would be pretty cool from a storyline perspective. Jay did go to another company and then maybe came back and cost Jimmy a match and then we're even. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen? No, it's not. <laughs> but it would be cool. Yeah. Bro, I, I wish that the Elite would have signed with WWE. Because imagine, like, the Usos versus the Young Bucks, bro. Super kick party. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> That's but, a dream match for sure. Yeah, but if the Elite left AEW, AEW would literally hype. They'd be done, bro. Like, no. For sure. There, there would be no way for them to continue. Yeah. I mean, I once saw Tony Khan was asked if he would want the work with WWE's talent. He said, absolutely. I wish they would come over here. I'm like, dude, you only wish they would come over to help your ratings. Literally, bro. You, you really, Tony Khan really doesn't know what he's doing. Bro, it's literally like scary reminiscent of WCW. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't know how long they're gonna last. It's scary, dude. Yeah, what you mean? I mean, I'm I'm loyal to the E, don't get me wrong, but I mean, but competition is good. Oh, sorry, I got a text. Competition is good, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm happy for them with Wembley, though, you know, going for all in there. I think, I think, I think for the most part, it'll be a good show for them. Somebody said it right, though. Tony Khan is a matchmaker, not a booker. He's not a storyteller. Right. He can just make, he can just put two people that look good on paper to have a good wrestling match. Right. Yeah. 100%. So next we got Rollins versus Shinsuke. You called it, man. Shin turn heel, getting a few with Seth. I'm here for it. Me too, bro. The little, the little ounce of like hope in me is like maybe they give Shin the title just for a little bit. Rollins can get it back, but just give Shin the title run he deserves, bro. Like he literally won what the Royal Rumble and he didn't even get get win the title at Mania. Like, well, like just put put some respect on his name. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. Maybe Shin wins and Seth gets it back, but I I just I doubt it. I doubt it'll happen. But I'm glad at least Shin has something to do. You know that's really you know, I guess for lack of a better word, meaningful, respectful, respectable. You know when we get heel Shin and not that Seth's really a heel, but you know we saw with him in the feud with Finn, like you know just getting a little more of an attitude and aggressive. 
I'm just curious now what he whispered in his ear. I hope that's eventually revealed. Same. Maybe it was literally just nothing. <laughs> People were talking about <laughs> it was like <laughs> five guys has better burgers than somebody else. So it was just like <laughs> such a crazy stuff, bro. <laughs> I forgot. I don't remember what it was verbatim, but I saw something like he said something about Becky. And that's why Seth had that reaction. That would be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and not many matches are announced for payback. Obviously, this is probably going to be the main event, but yeah, like we don't really have much with the feud right now, other than just the Kinshasa and just the segment. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's it. <laughs> but still, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Same. So we know that's probably going to be a match. The Gunther Chad Gable is probably going to be a match, and like, what is it, Cody and Finn, maybe? Yeah, but they just had their match on Raw. So, I mean, it'd be a little... Like, what, are they gonna, little what are they going to do with Cody now? Like, he's just kind of there, bro. I think maybe he's just going to feud the Judgment Day for a little bit, like Kevin and Sammy and Seth have been. But, like, bro, Raw has just been the same thing for the past, like, two months, bro. Just Judgment Day feuding with KO, Cody, or Seth and Sammy. It's just like, like, how many combinations of six-man tags can we get, bro? <laughs> like, like I don't know. But you say that, and I and you're right. But you watch, you're crowds right. have been entertained. I watch, so I can't say anything, bro. Well, well, I mean, I I don't even mean that. Like when we watch it, I mean the crowds are entertained. Yeah, I guess. But it's like at home. I no, I'm not. It just feels too formulaic at this point. It almost feels like a bit of a throwback to the Attitude Era. Yeah, how they used to like put the champions and stuff, and like do the big tag matches at the end. Yeah, because it was you know I mean? guys, like right. Yeah, which is also just like with the feuds, like just constantly feuding with the same faction. You know, and Triple H loves him some factions. That's what I've noticed about him being in in charge. Which I I love the factions. I'm here for it, but. I don't know. I'm doing my best to stay optimistic now. Like ever since LA and I won the Battle Royal, I'm like, okay, we just we have to be patient. Right. Have to be patient. Like we have our opinions. We can fantasy book to the live long day, but we don't work there. So right. we just we, we got to be patient. What I will say though, I do like the JD McDonough uh, stuff. I just don't know if they'll have him like join officially or not. I'm know. just curious if he does. I mean, is would he turn on Finn or yeah, or will him and Finn like make a new stable or something? I don't know. Right. So yeah, that's at least spicing up a little bit. I'm curious. I'm curious to see where that would go. Yeah. And finally, if this was it, if I have my theories, but if this is it, Edge had a fantastic career. For sure. And this was that was his last match, bro. That was a banger, bro. Like you can't really be mad. He his last match in his hometown in front of his family with the guy who helped him get back to where he needed to be after he returned after nine years. So I mean Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's the first time they ever faced one on one too. Like I think they've been in matches where like it was like a tag or like triple threat or fatal four, but never one on one. So like that was, it was the first time ever yeah. for potentially his last time. Sheamus has just been banger after banger in like the later half of his career. You can't yeah. be mad at all. 
like you said. I have my theory, though. Right. I think he wants his official last match to be against Christian. Bro, I would, yeah, either with Christian or against. That's what I was thinking. That's a good point, too. So, yeah. So he would go to AEW, you know? That seems like the most realistic, but I feel like since Tony Khan gives him so much freedom, I could picture Christian coming back. You know, Vince isn't in charge anymore, at least as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I can see that. But like with the stuff Christian is doing now, like Christian's been putting on some good heel work bro, recently. And like if Edge came to AEW as a heel and they just had one last run as like tag as a tag team. Bro, I'll be here for that. I just don't know if Edge would want his official last match to be in AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't picture that either. I mean, like, maybe that's just this pill he would swallow, you know, just so he could do it with Christian again. I mean, what you just said, though, how wrestling with him, I could see him getting with Christian, having one more match against the Hardys because of their history together. Yeah. But my theory is that either just a one-on-one match with Christian, either in AEW or WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, Christian wraps up whatever he's doing in AEW, gets permission to come over WrestleMania. They have a one-on-one match there. I just – I. And again, we don't know what's going on in his mind. We don't know if he's really telling the truth. All we know is that his contract is up. But I can't. I just can't picture Edge like his like last last match being on SmackDown. Like I I I picture it being at WrestleMania. I, that's what I was going to say too. I don't. It, it it doesn't feel right if this was his last match. Like he would have to have his last match at WrestleMania to solidify yeah. his career like fully. If this match with Sheamus was on pay-per-view, just any pay-per-view, and it was in Toronto, then I think the odds of it being his full true last match would be increased. Yeah, but not just a regular regular SmackDown episode. Nah. Right, yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. We say it a lot on this podcast, but we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, like, maybe they don't have anything for Cody to do if Edge wanted to stay around. They could have Edge be the heel like the rated R superstar and go against Cody, which can help him, but I don't know. Like, we'll see. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that personally, but I don't know if it'll happen. I remember seeing just on the top of your edge and not to go down a rabbit hole. I remember seeing posts that said um, matches that happen in live events, but never happened on TV and edge versus Kevin Owens is one of them. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I would love to see a heel versus heel of that. Yeah, for sure. But we'll see. Uh, I mean, my prediction is WrestleMania will be his last official match. I, I mean, WrestleMania is where certain things end and certain things begin. So I could see his retirement being there. Yeah, same. But uh, that's that's all I really have. I mean, we just kind of recap the biggest things in the past two weeks since we've been off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We didn't really... I feel like we took a good two weeks to take off because not that much craziness happened. It was pretty much a chill week, especially since, like, they're taking a little break from the bloodline stuff. But, yeah, we'll be back next week, and we're going to do the uh, special prompt video. We're going to start releasing the special prompt videos as separate videos just to give you guys more content to watch other than, like, the recaps and stuff. So we're going to do a special prompt video. We're going to review... 2000 no way out 2001 
So if you guys wanted to watch that throughout this week and then watch our review about it, you can do that. But if you just wanted to watch the review too and then go back and watch it later, you can always do that. But yeah, we'll be reviewing that pay-per-view. And yeah, we're just going to keep pushing out content for you guys. We took a little bit of a break just because we both had stuff going on. So scheduling conflicts, it's life, man. You know, you can't get past that. But we're happy to be back and we're happy to be better. So, yeah. Yeah. Like Johnny said, you know, life happens sometimes and we're going to we're going to communicate with each other to schedule and produce content. And if we can't, we will let you guys know on social media and just a bit of an update on uh, No Way Out 2001. So these are going to be our retro pay-per-view recaps. This is an idea that I personally had. And I've heard No Way Out 2001 is a very, very solid pay-per-view. So I thought, what better way to start off than with a pay-per-view that's held in high regard? And I also didn't want to do like WrestleMania, like do something cliche. I wanted to do something a little more lesser known of a pay-per-view. But um, we will do this in months where there are no pay-per-views. So give you guys maybe a bit of a bonus pay-per-view to watch. We're going to do this one soon, though, just to introduce the idea but for the future going forward, we're going to do it in months where there are no pay-per-views because WWE occasionally does give us a break. And yes, for from here on out, special prompts will be videos on their own and we'll still be doing our weekly recaps. But that's all we got. We miss you guys. Thank you guys for being patient and watching us. Like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and X and TikTok. Follow our personals. I'm CJ McClure. Thank God for wrestling. Yep, I'm Johnny King. Thank God for wrestling, man. We'll see you all in the next one.